Welcome to Leitrim Daily today on the 1st of August 2019 and we are launching our advertising packages today on the show and today's show is brought to you in support of the Spot Festival in Leitrim Village. One of our listeners has generously donated today's show to the festival in Leitrim Village this weekend. We'll be talking about that later in the show but first let's get on with our chat with two of our county councillors. And I'm joined by two of our county councillors, Frank Dolan from the Manor Hamilton Municipal District and Paddy Farrell from the Carrick and Shannon Municipal District. Welcome to the programme, gentlemen. Thank you, Brett. Good morning, Um Welcome to Leitrim Village. Paddy, of course, you're well known around these parts. This is your yes. own neck of the woods. First of all, let's start the show with just a bit of news from around the county in terms of the political world, and that is the, the sad passing of the wife of Joe McCartan and mother of, of former councillor John McCartan. Anne McCartan passed away over the weekend. Yeah, uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, offer my condolences to Joe and John and the rest of the family on the sad passing of Anne McCartan. Um, I knew Anne uh, a number of years ago. I actually um, canvassed, I'd say, at least three elections with her. And you'd want to be young and fit for to keep with her. She was a lovely lady and a great canvasser. And I was shocked to hear on Saturday morning of her sad passing. Joe... Uh, who spent 25 years in, in Europe, I know, for a long time, and I'm sure that this is a terrible blow to him. I wouldn't have known her personally, but uh, I know the McCartan family. They have done an awful lot of work for Leitrim over the years, and I'd just like to offer my condolences. As Frank has said, uh, they have been uh, done fantastic work for Leitrim over the years. Paddy, we're going to start with you for the, the general conversation. You're new in the council. You're one of very few new councillors, actually, on, on the council this term. What have the first two months been like in the job? I suppose it's like any new job. It takes a bit of getting used to. It was my first time in a council chamber, chamber and I suppose it can be a bit daunting for the first day or two, but I suppose yeah, you're learning as you go along, and it's it's an experience, I have to say. Obviously, it was a very tight election at the end uh, between yourself and Vinda Cox, came down to uh, literally a handful of votes. Yeah. What were your thoughts kind of on that night and, and coming into the, the results of that? I suppose I was fairly confident from early on in the evening. I knew it was going to be close, but my telling men from early on reckoned that I, I would it off so I was very confident and so it came to pass congratulations it's great from a personal point of view it's great to have somebody in the village uh, in because it's been a while since Leitrim Village has had a councillor in fact I can't remember one in my lifetime so I don't, I don't either and I'm longer <laughs> round than you <laughs> just a couple of years yeah. if we turn our attention a bit more north towards your neck of the woods Frank and obviously Drummer will be the closest town to you there's been some very positive developments in the town in the last little while I know the new jetty in Sligo has created a, a knock-on effect for the Rose of Inish Free from Parks Castle into the town of Sligo. What is the, the knock-on effect for the town of that? Well, hopefully it will have have effect, and uh, I want to congratulate George after long years trying to finally have succeeded in uh, obtaining a jetty uh, down at Dorley Park. This will allow people to come on the water bus, travel up to Paris Castle and back down again twice daily. 
uh, previous to that, if people wanted to get on the water bus, they had to drive out to Paris Castle and get on the bus there, which this will make an awful difference to it. Uh, and hopefully that this will bring more people to Drumahair. One thing about Drumahair, that's a beautiful village, powerful tourist attractions. And the downside, of course, is the hotel and the way it has been left. The Abbey Hotel in Drumahair was renowned and famous many years ago and was run as a family business all down the years until the last ownership, which was a syndicate formed at the time of the Section 23 tax scheme. People that uh, didn't really know the business and ran it ground after a very short time. And literally, uh, I suppose the daunting thing was, they literally walked away and left the doors open. The new part of the building especially has gone into complete dereliction. It was gutted from uh, inside. No one has uh, any great powers over it. The original Abbey uh, building is a protected structure and that gave Leitham County Council some leverage for to bring pressure to bear for to maintain that end of the of the building and uh, last year uh, some renovations were carried out on that but end of story that's as far as it went. It is still surrounded by builders barriers and it's more like a derelict site than a hotel. My fear for the future is that it has gone into such bad repair that it will be difficult for to get an investor to go back in the there now and that's very sad. There is no accommodation for tourists uh, in, in Drumahair at the present time and leaves it difficult for to uh, attract people in even though it has so much to offer. You have Crevelay Abbey, you have the water bus on Loch Gill, we have Glencair Waterfall just so, uh, north of that where uh, there's a footfall of maybe 100,000 annually. This is a huge deficit in, in what we have to offer. In terms of the town, how long has the hotel been in that state? Uh, I suppose one of it uh, lose track of time, but it's uh, eight to ten years with with the doors unopened, which is quite a long time. And what's the options there for a private investor, or for the council, or for the existing owners? It's difficult to see or to know what the options are, because anyone that you discuss this issue with will uh, readily say, even if if they never had to buy it, it would cost big money for to renovate it now and bring it back to restore it to where it was. Uh, the council's input uh, are limited. It is privately owned and uh, as I say, bar protecting the, 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 the structure, the protective structure, that's the only real input that uh, Leitham County Council can have in it. In the short term or medium term, what's a, what are the options there for other people maybe to get involved in accommodation facilities around the town? I, there's 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 a few apartments out at the mill apartments to call them, uh, but there's 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 not that many uh, buildings of of that nature uh, that would provide beds in any uh, short term future time. Yeah, there are some positives in terms of the advancements of the the boat and and that sort of stuff. But the sad thing is that there is demand for for that type of accommodation. And just to give you an example, the W A to Manor Hamilton only opened earlier uh, this season. They're providing eighty to one hundred beds with self catering accommodation, and they are literally booted out for the summer. So that will give you an indication of the demand that's there. And if you have the in- infrastructure in place, people you will bring people into the area, and that's what. Uh, saving our villages and our towns is, is by getting people in and getting people to stay overnight, spend money and help boost the economy of the town and village.
well here's hoping maybe some private investor can replicate what's happened at W8 hopefully and, and, and ease yes. some of those concerns for the yeah. town Paddy I noticed on Facebook during the week that you were pictured up at the rally last week the, the march in Atlanta House in relation to the Mercosur beef deal do you want to tell us a bit about that yes briefly um, it was buses organised in the area and uh, we went up to march at the Dáil uh, they were turning up I suppose a large crowd there'd be over a couple of thousand people at it it just goes to show the frustration that's out there at the moment and I think in future marches the crowd will get bigger. Prices at the moment are at an all-time low. Beef was €4 Euro a kilo and not long ago and it was hard enough to survive even at that and now we see it's down to 3.50 a kilo which is even an awful lot worse and farmers just can't continue at these prices our beef industry is very important to this country um, I think this government forgets that back in the birth that uh, farming, the farming and ag- agriculture kept this country going at that time I think something needs to be done about it and the powers that be seem to be very slow in doing anything about it so I'd just like to call on them to try and move on it as soon as possible before the beef industry was under altogether. Is the beef industry collateral damage for the benefits that come as part of this trade deal with the Mercosur countries? Yes, I think think so. It's, it's, um, it's, at, it's at a very low ebb at the minute, so um, something needs to be done immediately, if not sooner. Our beef reflects 80% of our exports. In this area, uh, the, the suckler herds are the, the backbone of the economy of, of, of the area. And if you can, you can't produce any product, no matter what business you're in, and and take a hit like from as Paddy has said, from from four euro a kilo to three fifty, farmers can, cannot sustain that and will be unable to continue that. And if farming is hit as badly as that in the west of Ireland, then uh, how do you replace that? You can't. That's the backbone of rural. Uh, west of Ireland. We have spoken about it at length on the show, so we might just park that issue for the time being. This weekend at Leitrim Gales Community Field in Leitrim Village is the revival of the Spot Festival. There's some fantastic entertainment taking place all over the weekend on the 3rd and 4th of August. On Saturday night, the 3rd of August, Johnny Brady is in town and he takes the stage around 11pm on the night. Brendan Kelly will be supporting him with DJ John Kelly closing the night from 1am to about 2pm. Sunday all day, the 4th of August, the Village Spot Family Fun Day takes place on the GA field from 3 to 6pm with a host of activities for all the family and Cleona Hagen of Dancing with the Stars fame. She closes the show at 11pm on Sunday night. Clodagh Lawler is the support to her. And all everything starts there around 9.30 on Sunday night. And John Kelly is back again to close off the festival at 1 to 2am. Tickets to all shows are €15 Euros and payable on the night at the Leitrim Gales Community Field. The organising committee are very much looking forward to seeing many, many, many of our listeners at one or both of the nights this bank holiday weekend. And let's talk about something a little bit more frustrating for people at the moment locally 
is the traffic situation in Carrick and Shannon? Uh, yes, the traffic. You've been in and around Carrick for the last couple of weeks, Fally. You probably know I've the story. I've been in and out there myself, and uh, the traffic situation is, I suppose, it is appalling at the minute, but there's really no good time to do this job. I think that if the schools were open, it would be an awful lot worse. Uh, to be a real calamity altogether. I think people will just have to grin and bear it for the week or two that is going on. And uh, I know it's hard on businesses at the moment. Now I have been in Carrick myself and I do get told about it fairly often. There's just no good time to do it and I suppose we'll benefit from the comfort of it being done when, it's, when it is done. So I suppose we just have to grin and bear it. I'd agree with Paddy, you know, there's, there's no good time. But I, uh, my heart goes out to, to the business people because uh, this time of year uh, is their peak business time and naturally they feel hard done by. I read just in today's paper that uh, there was very little consultation with the business people in uh, previous to the start-up of the works. You know, uh, there's no good time if you wait and the run into Christmas that's a big business time as well, and you're hit. I know I live within seven miles of Sligo, and uh, on on numerous occasions when the same kind of work was being carried out, the same sort of problems occurred, and business people were unhappy. And really, there's no answer to it. Only what Paddy says, just hopefully it'll be done as f- quickly as possible, and and that at the end of the day, the Carrick will benefit from it. Yeah, because I was in Carrick yesterday afternoon for went in for a coffee and went into a coffee shop and I was the only person in the place at a time that would normally be busy and the owner was behind the, the, the counter and she just looked at me and said we're closing early, there's no point being here I have two staff and herself and the place open, light and heat and all the costs are going with that and no money coming through the till and it is, as I was told yesterday it's their peak season and literally, like what hope have those businesses got? Well, I suppose it's, it's it's not easy, and as you say, the overheads for business people is 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 phenomenal at the moment, and uh, every lost hour of business is a big loss. Uh, I suppose, on the other hand, um, I, I I hope this is progress for Carrick, and we can't stand still. We must progress. Now, uh, can some of this work be done at night time? I don't know, but um, you you must feel sorry for the business people. There's no doubt about that. To take a hit like that at peak time, uh, and to balance that, then the the town must be developed and progressed. So it's 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 a balancing act. Is there anything that could be done, maybe with reducing rates, for the period of time that that is something that will be in the council's control? Surely. I've never seen it happen before. I don't. I I, I look at it would be very hard to. To implement that, uh, and rates is always an issue and a, a serious issue. And again, uh, the business people are, are burdened w- with rates. Now, there was no increase in rates for the last 10 or 11 years in Leitrim, but they're still heavily burdened with rates. And um, But uh, I, 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 I can't see any scheme that, that would reduce it just for a short period. We move away from that. <laughs> from the, the traffic issues and questions about rates the looks you're giving me across the table here I better get back in my box let's talk about partying a little bit uh, it's festival season across the county and it seems that every single village and town has a has some form of festival if not one or two or three different events happening over the coming weeks Paddy we might start with you here in Leitrim Village it's yeah. the return of the spot festival yes definitely we have the return of the spot festival at the weekend um, I have 
I myself has great memories of the spot. Uh, I attended it as, as was, I wasn't even nearly a teenager when I attended it. Uh, they weren't checking IDs in those days, no. No, there was no IDs in the, those days. Um, it's great to see it back, and I hope it it progresses and continues on. I I wish them well, the organisers, that they have a great weekend. I also Mohol is starting, uh, I think tomorrow. And I'd like to wish them well also. Um, it's great to see so many events like this around the area. Uh, I think it's great for the it's great for the locality and tourists and all the industries like around around the village, eating houses and pubs and the whole lot. So I, I wish it I wish it well over the weekend. No, no strangers to have a bit of a party yourselves up in North Leitrim. You've just finished the Wild Rose Festival, which is back after 21, 22 years, and the Glenfarn Gala celebrates its 50th birthday this weekend. Talk to us about the Wild Rose Festival. It's very similar to the spot in terms of coming back onto the social calendar. Yeah, I remember back in the early 70s, the Wild Rose Festival in Manor Hamilton was a huge, huge festival, organised and run by a small number of volunteers who had great interest in 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 the town and the development of the town and uh, some of the results of that are there to be seen today now after 21 years it has been reinvented and uh, Tommy Flynn and his team of uh, committee uh, spent 18 months uh, working on the organization of it so th- there is a huge volunteering uh, effort put into organizing any of those events thankfully it was an outstanding success. It was blessed, generally speaking, with good weather, apart from the uh, official opening on the Sunday. Hopefully that they can build on this and uh, continue this. It brings people into the town, uh, the, the bunting, and it gives a bit of life to the town. I heard several comments um, over the weekend from people saying, well, I, I met people that I haven't met for years. And, uh, you know, that's good. People came out and supported it. And, uh, of course, they had the agricultural show on Saturday, which was an outstanding success, blessed with good weather, and uh, provided a great day of entertainment and of uh, high entry of exhibits, uh, plenty of uh, fun and play, and everybody enjoyed it. Even a donkey derby, I think, was the highlight of the, of the show and uh, finished up with uh, music on the street that night. So it was an outstanding success. Of course, briefly uh, on the Glenfern one, uh, 50 years uh, running. Uh, well, we all know the, the sort of a volunteering committee that's there in Glenfern and who heard the work. Uh, and uh, congratulations to them. And um, hopefully it will continue to be successful. Yeah, I spoke to Niall Speak and he'll be on the show tomorrow talking about everything that's going on in Glenfarn for the next 10 days or so. It sounds to be, actually looks like a really good festival. Frank, Frank mentioned shows there. I'd just like to mention Clune Show that has on on Monday and uh, I'd just like to wish them all the best as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there's any amount of, of shows going on. It's kind of hard to believe we are 31 days and a full month in. But we started back on day one with the Experience Leitrim promotion, which we have been running all month. And we have 31 winners. We gave out 29 names the other day on the show. I'm not going to repeat them all, but we have two further winners 
over the last two days. And they are, for day 30, Julie Louise Crowley and for day 31, James Martin. Late last night, they went into the hat along with the other 29 previous daily winners when they were all jumbled up and one was pulled out. The winner was, from day 24, Martha Smith. So congratulations, Martha. You take home all the prizes and I will list those for you because I wanted to give a thank you to each and every one of our sponsors and our providers of those experiences and they are a two-night self-catering stay for two in Tony Lust Lodge self-catering in Manor Hamilton dinner for two at the Landmark Hotel Carrick and Shannon with two tickets for a show at the Landmark Central immediately after your dinner an overnight stay for two in the Loch Allen Hotel in Drumshambo a 20 euro boxy breakfast voucher for two at our happy place cafe in Carrick and Shannon a cycle for two along the Shannon Blue Way, courtesy of Electric Bike Trails. While our friends in fishtracker.ie have provided us with a short cruise and introduction to fishing on the Shannon Queen. There's a try-a-dive session with Dive Atlantic, two-hour guided hike through the glens of North Leitrim with Leitrim Landscape Guided Walks, and the opportunity for you and a friend to be one of the first visitors to the new visitor centre at the Shed Distillery of PJ Rigney, which opens in late 2019. Of course, famous for their gunpowder gin. There's also a 50 euro voucher for the Casting Emporium, a Leitrim themed wooden gift from the Bears Cabin, and finally a tour of the dock in Carrick and Shannon, where you will be shown around the historic old courthouse, which has been renovated into a theatre, and that tour will be given personally by the director of the dock, Sarah Searson. So Martha, congratulations, commiserations to everybody else. Thank you all for entering the competition. I hope you all enjoy your copy of the book if you haven't yet got in touch with either postal details or a drop-off point where once I'm on my tours around the county I will make my business to get the book to you uh, please do so hit us up on social media or at info at and we will get the copy of Pedal the Planet to you I hope you enjoy it and to Martha congratulations again and I sincerely hope you enjoy each and every one of those experiences over the next 12 months But one show that isn't going on this year is Jamestown show. That's now, right, yeah. unfortunately, That's right. it didn't happen because of insurance issues. Yeah. And like, what's the situation with that going forward? Is there anything that, that the council has a role to play in maybe protecting those kind of events and supporting them in terms of insurance? I suppose insurance is the biggest problem for shows. Um, uh, I suppose the government, uh, there was a bit of a boost to shows over the last couple of years they got a grant from the state and that was a big help to some of the bigger shows but uh, I suppose Jamestown has been on a smaller scale for the last few years and uh, it's very hard for a very small show like that to continue in the present economic climate. And it's the insurance issue is the insurance major problem? Insurance would be the major problem yeah it has uh, as we all know insurance has a lot of um, a lot of things disrupted or stopped. Uh, I think it's one of the things that needs to be highlighted to try and do something about insurance because uh, it's getting out of hand for every industry. Is there a case for maybe a government-led insurance agency for public liability for public events like this, whether it's a, the Wild Rose Festival or the Spot Festival or, or a show like the one in Jamestown, or for adventure parks and, and that sort of stuff that ha- are also finding problems in that area? Yes, I think uh, it would be a good idea to have some kind of a, a state agency that would would uh, 
do something to cover the insurance and, and events like this? Yeah, I'd say that would probably have to happen in, in insurances, colossal on, 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 on those committees. And But, but it, it is high-risk business, uh, a show, uh, one, one mishap, and a show is gone for good. So, uh, you know, um, will, 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 will show committees be able to sustain this? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It may, it may take a intervention from, from state agency to, to ensure that, that those type of events can uh, be continued. So we have the issue with the bounce castles at the moment, uh, where insurance is a problem and, and, and some uh, facilitators are, are unable to, to continue. In terms of the insurance issue, how much of that is down to a claims culture? And I don't want to get into individual names or situations. Obviously, we all know one. I'm not going to look at you, Frank. I know it's a, one of your party colleagues, and there's been a lot of talk about it in, in the national media over the last couple of weeks and months. But like, is there a problem with a claims culture in this country? I, 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 I think there is. And just with reference to the controversial one at the moment, I think she was wrong. Um, you know, you know. Uh, I think she was wrong, and and, and that's it. Uh, but that is, I'm afraid, that is the culture, uh, and that is a cost on everyone because um, uh, everyone's insurance is is on an upward uh, spiral, and uh, it has a huge effect on on insurance on on young drivers trying to get their foot on the ladder and trying to get on the road, and they're being quoted. Uh, enormous quotations that that are out, way out of reach so but uh, why is that sure it i'd say we must accept that 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 it's, it's that culture of of uh, excessive claims and excessive claims being awarded under under even under judicial order so uh, i suppose uh, i know that um, the junior minister darcy is a long time now trying to bring something to bear that that will put control on this uh, and i think i don't know did it go through the the doll uh, before the recess or not but if not it's it's uh, quite close to it and hopefully that might steady the ship but uh yeah we can't afford uh, to have the spiral in, in insurance costs the way the, the way it is for the last number of years yeah, no, I did see two articles in the Irish Independent yesterday. I don't have them to hand, and I don't remember the specific details. But one was of a of a boy in pri- in primary school who took action against the school because he kicked a flat football and fell over. Now, turns out the the um, according to the paper, at least the the teacher on duty said that he actually didn't even make contact with the football. He just lost balance, put his hand out, fell, and broke his arm, and he was awarded costs against him for taking the case he didn't win the case obviously but actually had to pay the costs of the case for a 12 or 13 year old boy and his family um it might make people think twice before they they sue in the future and the second one was a a car crash where no evidence of the crash happening existed but seven people were in the car and all claiming three people didn't show up for the court case and the other four were basically thrown out um, I don't know if case, what, what the situation was with costs in that case, but I think we're beginning to see a trend towards that, where it's actually, well, is it justifiable? It's not just a case of, yeah, that's a settlement to get it done and over and, and gone away with. Is that a positive, or is are people now in danger of falling into that, well, I actually was hurt, but no one's going to believe me? I think a big problem with claims is that a lot of the time insurance companies won't even fight these claims. They'll pay out and... That has an awful burden on any any company or 
anyone that's trying to survive and pay insurance uh, because their insurance goes up automatically and it has a devastating effect on any any company. I suppose it's a balancing act again. At least that, that those sort of claims are being questioned and that there is a question mark being put around them. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, we are at a fairly high risk uh, level of, of situation where um, we say an hour day going to school, we were out at lunchtime and uh, there was no supervision and no uh, necessary and there was no claims and if somebody got injured or hurt, they were sent home and there was no word about it now. Um, the children have to be supervised at every minute of the day, let it be outside or inside. And that's only a little example of uh, where we are. So, you know, um, maybe like a lot of things in this country, we go f we quickly go from one extreme to the other. And I think that's where we are at the moment. Absolutely. Now, that's pretty much all we have time for. But Paddy, I can't let you go. Or my mother will absolutely kill me without asking you about a speed bump, speed ramp on the road, the Kijo Road, out of Leitrim Village, it's down by our front door, and I don't want to get into local politics, but I'll be shot if I don't do it, so I, I'm more scared of my mother than I am of the, the general <laughs> public. Once people take that left turn for the Kiju, for Kiju Road or for Battlebridge in Leitrim Village, they hit a speed bump at the school, and then it's downhill, and it's like a drag race some evenings here, with just cars just tearing by the house, and there are probably, in the region of 40 to 50 kids that live on this road past the school, what can be done in relation to that? First of all, roughly, I don't want to get you killed, but um, I understand perfectly well what your mother is on about because we ourselves have a small bit of property in, in at the back of your house here, and the seldom time I go in and out there, probably on the tractor more than on a, in a car, uh, it's impossible to get out on the road, and the speed of the traffic coming in from the Battlebridge Road is extraordinary and I certainly will be looking into it in the near future to get a speed ramp for your mother and everyone else around here as well that's grand she'll still feed me on Sundays that's great <laughs> gentlemen thank you so much for taking the time to come and have a chat with us this morning and congratulations Paddy on your recent election thank you uh, Frank I, I only realised this morning your fifth term as a councillor yeah. you'd have done less time for murder <laughs> <laughs> I would <laughs> And thank you very much, gentlemen, and the best luck for the five years ahead. Very good. Cheers, Professor. As one competition ends, another one begins. And I am in train and gain in Carrick and Shannon with... Slavo Biatkowski And James McDowell. And we have an absolute monster of a competition that we're going to be giving away over the next week on the show. But first, I'm going to talk a bit about why we're here. Train and gain, what is it? Slavo. Training Gain is a private small complex gym. What are we doing here? We're doing here strength training, strength and conditioning, bodybuilding, Olympic bit of Olympic wave, weightlifting. So everybody can find here something a bit for, for himself. So it's not like say people might be familiar with treadmills and rowing machines and, uh, and bikes. Yeah, it's it, there is there is a bit of a cardio machine but main, mainly use it for for a warm up or cool down, or there is few people using that, you know, as as a part of their training. But the free weights and a bit of machines, or that's the, the core of the so of the gym. It is at its core. It's a performance gym, strength and conditioning, yeah, bodybuilding, all that sort of stuff. Now, James, what's your role here? I'm a personal trainer. I've been personal trainer here since September, 
and my main goal is to help women to look and feel better so they become stronger and a little bit more confident and I've been doing that mostly with my personal training and I've been doing that full time since September and I've been getting some great results. Excellent, so why are we here then? What are we giving away on the show over the next week? So we're giving away a full three months package where you get free membership at Train and Gain and you also get two free personal training sessions with myself. So it's a 12-week program, and you should get some super results off that, and it's a prize to die for, really. And on top of that, I have been conscripted to do something a little bit challenging, shall we say. Yeah, we're going to experiment on you as well, Breffney. So as well as the competition winner, you'll have a little bit of support from Breffney as well, who will also be taking part in the 12-week program. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I could do with this. So if you can... If you can make this work for me, you can make this work for anybody. But we are, over the course of the next week, going to be giving away, as, as you said, a three-month membership to the gym and two training sessions a week with yourself. A f- fabulous prize for anyone who wants to get into shape ahead of Christmas, maybe, and with one eye towards having that bikini body for next year. I, I don't think I look good in the bikini, so I <laughs> might pass on that. But maybe one of our listeners would love the opportunity. So what people have to do is if they go to our website, which is leitrimdaily.com and click on the prizes section you'll find the details of how to enter simply go there enter your details that's next friday the 8th of august where we will be picking a winner who will get that fantastic prize so where can people find more information on the gym you can find the information on the gym is a train and gain movie center on the facebook and with yourself james uh, you can find more information at jamesmcdowell.ie or James McDowell on Facebook. And of course, we will link to both of those on our own social media posts. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Once again, big thank you to the Spot Festival in Leitrim Village for your support of Leitrim Daily today. I hope everything goes fantastically well for you over the weekend with Johnny Brady and Cleon Hagen. That's all for today. We will be back tomorrow with a gig guide on what is on for the next seven days in County Leitrim. Talk to you then.